Hello, 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 and welcome again to another episode of Nomad Lives. Today I have the pleasure to be with my mentor, I would say. <laughs> she was the, the person who introduced me to the radio world, and I'm very happy, like, she's very busy right now. She's with her last exams and uh, super busy always, uh, but she made it to be here today. So thank you very much, Leah. <laughs> So, well, Lilla was the, um, the person who introduced me in the radio world. I had, like, uh, she invited me to her program. She has a radio program in the university channel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty nice experience. <laughs> Actually, in the beginning, I'm not that interesting for the radio stuff. But because my credit, like, I want to finish most of my credit before going to Spain, then I will be free in Spain. <laughs> so, this is the only class, like, in the night. So like you will not have say bump another class. Uh -huh. So that's in the beginning I'm a bit struggle. Like I don't really like radio, but okay I would choose it. But when I like uh, take this class, I find it's more funny than I imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, because in the beginning my partner she she always like to write first and read the things, and it really make me feel boring. So we split. Then I start to invite different people to come to my program, and that's how we start this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm so like i'm also same style you know no writing anything just like improvising yeah. so <laughs> i really like it like that and um well Lilla is a super star woman like she started the studies a long time ago but like she's been traveling around and like living here and there and like so she basically did the whole four years in two years no Yeah, because uh, I, I have my first year in Mingchuan University and uh, I don't like the school at all. So I skip a lot of class and most of the time I hitchhike to Hualien and go to the indigenous tribe. And uh, so I only take like a 12 credit in one year. Then I take a two year gap year. Then I go to find a part-time job and uh, save the money and go abroad. So like uh, keep this circulation for two years because in Taiwan you only can have a two year gap. Mm -hmm. Like out of two years you will be kicked out. Then you, you can have to start again. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I find out like I don't want to go back to that school anymore. Then I transfer to this Donghua University because they have uh, the program for indigenous. So my major is indigenous language and communication, and most of my classmate is from tribe. Mm, from tribe. Oh, tell us like that. I think that's very interesting. So uh, now we're in Taiwan, and well, Leia is from Taiwan, of course. And uh, but she's really into this uh, the the our local people here, the Aboriginal people. So was the people who was here before uh, China government. government came. And yeah. you well, you are the master of the topic. So please explain us a little <laughs> bit and like also like which kind of tribes and. Uh. Like uh, in Taiwan, we have a uh, how say you have a uh, two different parts. I don't really know how to explain it, but if the simple conception is like uh, the people who live in the mountainside and the people who live in the land side, but because the colonial the things, so the land side people now it doesn't be recognized as indigenous people because the culture disappearing, language is disappearing. Like uh, my grandmother all also from Shilaya group but um, but I don't really know like uh, my 
indigenous name or like a language, anything. So I was thinking, I'm hungry until I find that. Mm-hmm. But like uh, the people who live in the mountainside, it's easier for them to protect their culture. And we have a 16 group now be recognized as indigenous. And uh, we there is so many things like uh, kind of can prove like uh, Taiwan is the how to say the mother of the Austronesian group mm-hmm. because okay. we are in the more north side mm-hmm. and uh, you, if by language you can see like Amis group people and Maori people in New Zealand is kind of similar like uh, the eyes called mata and like a nose or finger stuff and also Bunun their language is very close to Indonesia and uh, Orki Island is very close to Philippines. They have an island called Batan Island. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, by language, by the people, how it look like, by gene or by the things they use, you can see a lot of clue. Like uh, this Australian group have a lot of connected. So, how was the story? Like people came f- through Asia and then they were going to the east from the mainland. And then they were colonizing the different islands. So the first of all, they were like in, um, let's say, mainland China thousands of years ago. And then they went to Taiwan, Philippines, and then Micronesia, Polynesia, and all this part, or? We don't know. Is it come from China? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't, but, but, I don't mean like China. I yeah. mean the, the, the Asia yeah. continent. Yeah. But we don't really know because like uh, there have a lot of things like uh, can prove like uh, okay Taiwan might be the motherland for the Australasian mm-hmm. country, but uh, we don't really exactly know which country is the started. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and most of them like uh, like uh, they move very wild, so you don't know they go where first. Mm. They were excellent like canoers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's and amazing. super far because the most East side is in Easter Island, uh-huh. most north is in Taiwan, and most west is Madagascar, and most south is New Zealand. Oh. So it's very big area. Very big area, yeah. yeah. Yes. I also heard there's this uh, migration theory which says like South America, actually like people from Micronesia and Polynesia went to South America. Yeah. And then they, they just started. Oh, there's also like one theory like like yeah. the Vikings came through the north, like so I don't know which one is the actual theory but um. yeah and also like my friend come to taiwan before and he's from mexico mm-hmm. and uh, we saw like uh, the amis groups mm-hmm. the traditional clothes actually have uh, something similar for from mexico people which call huichol mm-hmm. so it's very interesting for me because mexico is totally out of austronesian area <laughs> yeah. but they have uh, something so similar even it's not language because austronesian is like they uh, like, defined it by language And uh, so, so I'm really curious about this, and I was thinking, I, I want to go Mexico to see if it have a more connected things. Yeah. Yes. For me, it's amazing. Like I've been traveling now one year here in in, mm. in Asia, and it's uh, well mostly in East Asia and Southeast Asia, and it's amazing, like how you find like this coincidence, you know, like yeah. when, when I find out here, like. In a um, Palang Palang tribe in oh. the south of uh, Taiwan, there is a tribe called Palang, oh. and then it's uh, they call the street Jalan. 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 In oh. in Malaysia and Indonesia, the street it's called also like Jalan. <laughs> it's same name. So I was like, oh, you know, so it's uh, yeah. may have like similar language uh, characteristics. It's interesting because like in Austronesian 
country like uh, uh, the language they have something similar like uh, in Taiwan's indigenous even we have a 16 group no but the concept is totally different like a fr for example one to ten for some groups there is one two three four five then five plus one mm -hmm. five plus two but some of them is like uh, one two three and the the six is two three okay so it's quite interesting so and they have different so between them are really different yeah but i don't know why the seven and the five usually is very similar mm -hmm. like a ima usually five is like a ima or lima 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 ah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah same in indonesia yeah and seven usually is pitu 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 <laughs> i think it's the same it's indonesia no I don't, I don't remember in Indonesia, but... Because in Punun, it's like Tasa Tusa Tao Pa Imanu Pitu Bao Sima Masa So I don't know what's the meaning like a 5 and 7 specifically for them But I think it's something related about maybe finger or the days, something like this And like a, there's one group called Sai Xia, Sai Xia group And there is something very interesting is if they call 20, 20 this number as a human human but do you know why why <laughs> because we have a 20 finger like uh, the hands yeah. and the uh, toes so they use the, the, this number to to say it's a person oh wow yeah. that's very interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. only them only they're really special okay wow, 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 wow. Uh, also in just to notify like in, in cambodia they also like count to one to five and then Five is like six is like five plus one. Plus yeah, 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 yeah. So I, it's really, it's really interesting because like you can see their logic or their concept is totally different. Mm -hmm. It's not because because Taiwan is so tiny, but we have uh, sixteen group actually more, but the one be recognized only sixteen. Mm -hmm. But like uh, by this, you know how diversity is and the language is totally different. Yeah. 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 Wow, incredible. What what other um, well, tell us a little bit more about modern Taiwan. So just like people make an idea of like the history. So there was the, the tribe here, the Aboriginal tribes. And then there was like, I heard like first wave of people coming from China. And then after that, like mm. after the like a war political thing, also like a, can you like make a like a short <laughs> ah. history thing? The, the things I know is not that before. Mm -hmm. But we suppose the Bunun maybe is the first or the most strongest one because they are in the mountain. Mm -hmm. Because uh, they say like usually like a mountainside and the ocean side. Usually because mountainside is safer. Mm -hmm. Like compared to ocean, ocean is not that stable. And like a mon in mountain you can hunting, you can farming, you can get the fruit, everything. So we just can try to guess Maybe they are like uh, the most strong one in that moment, or maybe they are the earliest people to come here. So that's why they can occupy the best place, something like mm. this. Wow, mm. amazing. Um, well, Lilia, it's super amazing. She speaks, <laughs> she speaks uh, many languages, no? How many no. languages? <laughs> yeah, she speaks, uh, no, of course, like Mandarin. Yes, Taiwanese. Taiwanese. English. English. I don't know Spanish. Counts. Spanish, yeah, <laughs> Spanish he speaks. I know a bit Japanese and a bit Persian. Persian, wow. Yeah, but Persian is very difficult. Mm. I only know how to. What about Amis? You know, you. Am uh, I, 
I passed the test, the middle level test of Amis language, <laughs> but I only know the things related about food because I only use it in a tribe. And <laughs> the rest of the things, I, I only remember the keyword for test. The other thing I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, Amis, just to clarify, Amis is an Aboriginal language. Is the biggest uh, yeah, tribe? Yeah, biggest group. Biggest group, biggest group, yeah. It's a group and they have a lot of tribes. Like even in Amis, they have a different dialogue. Okay. Yeah, and the one I learned is about the ocean side oh. That's like the biggest one, no? Like in Taitung and. Uh, Taitung, no, I miss. Taitung. Taitung, yeah, Taitung, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Mandarin <laughs> is not very. Taitung, yeah. Hualien, and. Yeah. Which, also, Hanchun, South Park. Uh-huh. What, what's the main group? So, Amis, Palawan, Paiwan, no, Paiwan, yeah, Paiwan, Amis, Punun, and. Uh, Daluku, Daya. Daya is the one have a tattoo on the face. Oh, like the Mari. Like uh, in the in the past, they think like the girl who are good at fabric, they they will make the tattoo on the face, and the guy who can hunt, they will make a tattoo in the forehead. Oh. So to to show you are the men. Daluku also have, and also like us. I don't know how to pronounce it in English, but we call side the cut. Side the cut. Side the cut, I know. Also, let me think. Ah, it's a test for me to, to say the 16 group. <laughs> no, I just I just like the main ones, like yeah. Ah, yeah. This 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 is famous in the east part. In the east part. Mm. So most of the of the groups are in the east side, or yeah, I guess the west side yeah. is too west, developed. No? <laughs> west side also have like a Shao or like a Zhouzhu. Zhouzhu, yeah. And uh, but it's very small amount of people. Also because some place like Samun Lake mm-hmm. is very touristic area, also oh. Alishan. So, okay, it can be people like famous for tourism to see their culture. But in the other hand, like uh, because education system in Taiwan now, like uh, we don't focus too much of indigenous, indigenous language before, only focus on Mandarin. So not nowadays not too much children really know how to speak their mother language or can speak as fluently as before mm, yeah. so now people start to have aware of this so trying to save like uh, trying to modify some way to educate but still a bit limit yeah it's a slow number yeah but once your language disappear it's very difficult to come back yeah especially these languages all spoken they yeah. don't have anything written no? and we're not like israel because israel they just try to save one language but we have too much language <laughs> you need to save like yeah. you cannot mark everything in their own language then we were not able to yeah. understand wow yeah, yeah. that's amazing well uh, in the program we also like to make some good music from the guest here I'm uh, asking you what's your favorite song or like what, what did song inspire you in your trip or uh, it's not inspire me but I like a lot you like a lot it's uh, Natalia Natalia Laforcade Natalia Laforcade yeah. oh great Tusi Sabes Kereme okay so let's send that song Well, beautiful song from Natalia Lafourcade. Uh, <laughs> Lia was telling me like an anecdote about the song, like here in, ah, in Taiwan. Yeah. Because the, the name of the song is uh, You Know How to Love Me. It's kind of short sentence, no? But in Taiwan, there is no song in this kind of name. It's always like a, 
do you know how to love me? Do you love me? Are you sure you love me? Something like this. Yeah. Because like uh, we, 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 in our culture, we, we don't really, I think it's the culture background, we don't really, sh- we won't say these kind of things this, in this kind of short way. So the first time I know the name of this song, I was kind of like a surprise. Like, oh, someone will say this so directly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, Lija, um, it's a very great photographer. Also, like I've been, <laughs> I've been in her photograph exposition here in a yeah, in thank a you. <laughs> cool, cool. Is it not a bar? It's like a coffee how, shop. Coffee shop, yeah, coffee shop. Plus, pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool place. Plus ice cream and mochi, omoji, omoji. Omoji. <laughs> traditional omoji. Yeah, yeah, it's my friend's place. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yep. it's a really great place. Uh, maybe I'll post in the Facebook page. Uh, the, well, I'll post for sure the profile of Lia so you can check some pictures and also like the name of the place so if you are around Taiwan and you want a very delicious mochi with uh, ice cream and ice shape, no? shape yeah, ice yeah. Uh, just uh, don't forget to pass by um, so Lia tell us a little bit about like you said like you took like two years gap year and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit like your, your story you started working here in Taiwan or yeah but it's difficult for me to find a job in the beginning because I just shaved my hair completely <laughs> so well, why, why did you shave your hair because uh, it's 20 years old mm-hmm. in that year for me and so I was thinking like in Taiwan like you can vote you can do everything like every responsibility is on you you are completely adult in 20 so you cannot vote with 18 years old no so and after 20, 20. you can vote okay yes. okay and then i was thinking it's a new start like uh, but you know in, in mandarin like a new start is like a and is like a front head and started so i was like okay front head then front head <laughs> but <laughs> The other thing is that the standard of the beauty in Taiwan is kind of, how to say, singular. Like, a, so the beauty for most, lots of people is you need to be white, mm-hmm. you need to be skinny, mm-hmm. maybe big eyes and uh, small lips, something like this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of chubby for a Taiwanese girl and I, I like, I'm kind of thin. And uh, so most of the time I don't, I'm don't really have a confidence for my appearance and so I was thinking I want to know how I will face my look like uh, if I I'm completely shaving if I can face it then I don't need to worry how other people see me after because I will be look better than shave the <laughs> hair I think so actually it really worked like uh, so it's interesting because when you know the new people and uh, they will see you kind of weird but after talk to you, you see their eyes changing. Then you know I never need to wear pretty to in front of this person anymore because he he, he know me. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing, amazing. Yeah, but like it's difficult to find a job because like uh, some job you need to wear the uniform. Uh-huh. So Taiwan have a very famous uh, shop which called Chun Shui Tang. It's the first shop for bubble tea. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a big fan of bubble tea lover. So I, I was I went there like for interview, and uh, actually I can get a job. But the the only thing they tell me is, but you will look super weird if you wear the uniform because it's like a traditional style and like a skirt, like a, a shirt and skirt. 
and then like uh, you will look super weird with this uniform and we will consider that because it is also about like a people how how people look at like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i was a bit disappointed because i didn't get it in the end oh. yeah but like uh, i went to another coffee shop which is my friend's friend's coffee shop and uh, they are co-working space mm -hmm. like it's pretty cool conception i really like it even they fail in the end oh. <laughs> but, uh, but the, the first layer is a coffee shop the second layer is a co-working space the third layer is like um, the factory uh -huh. so which, which kind of factory like uh, the for wood stuff or like a design oh. the things uh -huh. so for example if you are a designer you can rent that place in the second floor then met in the third floor then go to have an exhibition or sell it in the first floor everything oh, in one in building, one building. Oh, yeah that's a pretty cool idea yeah so like uh, so this pretty cool place they accept me as their part and job like uh, so they use me so i saved the money for four months then i but luckily my, my parent is kind of interesting taiwan's parent because um uh, most of parents in my parents age a bit is more conservative but my mom and my dad is telling me like okay you decide to stop the school we don't really have uh, we don't really have say um, have opinion but uh, you can stay at home for free you can eat for free but we won't give you any money mm -hmm. so stay at home for free this helped me a lot because the rent rental fee I can save mm -hmm. so like I only save money for four months and I, I bought a ticket to go to Iran mm -hmm. And actually, I bought a ticket first, then tell my dad. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> because I think I, I've done I, that I said, sometimes. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I said, I was, I'm 20 already. I can completely be responsible for myself. And then, I, because I have a several friends, is a writer or already published a book. Mm -hmm. So And they are girls and they travel along, even go to Africa or South or Central America along completely. So I just keep feeding my dad this kind of book to <laughs> convince him like I will be no problem, something like this. So so he kind of like um, be pushed to agree in the end. And uh, I think I still have a bit of money, not enough. In the moment I go, maybe around like 700 US dollars. Uh -huh. So I rent by my dad and he, he counted, he record everything. And plus the rate, I mean like, like you borrow from the bank uh -huh, uh -huh. but the rate is a bit lower than bank <laughs> so I have a father bank but yeah. like the one need to return them anymore <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah. so like if I have a children I will be very willing to borrow my children uh, their money because they need to return me more <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good good strategy yeah but I mean I really like that moment because um, uh, of course my, my parents will think like you need to make complete enough money then go go out but sometimes like uh, the, the things I was talking to them is okay I will make my best to make enough money but like uh, the time I have now maybe I won't have it when I work mm -hmm. like uh, now I have a summer vacation or even I can took gap year but maybe when I work it will be a bit difficult unless I can find I can find a way to how say work free everywhere Yeah. But in that moment, I didn't know what I like because in Taiwan, it's like a, if your score is good enough, 
you go to medical school and if or like a business school mm -hmm. and so I was went to the business the international trading stuff and uh, I'm not interesting at all and but I don't know what I like then I find out like uh, I really like let's say photography when I when I traveling because I find it's a way like uh, I can feel I know who how's it uh, I can find a position where to stand in that situation. For example, if I went to a wedding, then I know I'm a photographer. Then uh, I would try to find a way to capture, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't feel embarrassed because I know what I should do or what can I do or what I can provide. But if I know nothing, then sometimes you feel like you're just eating. Yeah, then yeah. you are waiting people to telling what to do and what. So I really like this kind of like a skill to make me feel to be in a place reasonably. Uh -huh. Wow. Why, why did you choose Iran? It's a not very common country, no? Like... Uh, because in 2010 is uh, the expo in Shanghai. Uh -huh. And uh, I was there with my parents, but I was very lazy because most of the pavilion have a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I went to see the pavilion like uh, North Korea, Kuwait or Iran, this kind of like no people, too much people, you don't need to wait. And North Korea is as boring as imagine. Like just <laughs> the wall and kind of empathy. But I was surprising for Iran because I still remember I, I just went inside and I saw the old lady. She's trying to make in a carpet, the mm -hmm. traditional yeah, like the a, traditional yeah. Uh, how do you call it? Sewing, Persian, yeah, like yeah, like, like a blanket carpet. Yeah, <laughs> like carpet making some fabric. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw the stuff inside is really, really nice, and the color is like uh, it's like a mud color in a moment, and it's very beautiful the picture they show. And we're like, uh, huh? Is this Iran? Because my impression of Iran is all about war. Then I go back home and I start to Google the people who have been to Iran and I find the people who have been there really love there. Mm -hmm. But the people who never been there really afraid there, so it made me feel like uh, interesting. I really want to see by my own. Mm -hmm. And then I start to record the people's impression of Iran, like uh, the people who never been, the people who have been there. <laughs> and it's a big, how say, contrast. Yeah, contrast. Contrast. Like big difference. Yeah. Yes. And so, like uh, I was thinking, okay, cool. Then I want to see it by my own. Then when I went to before I went to Iran, I I used couchsurfing uh -huh. because my route is from Iran and keep going to Europe. So I sent to a lot of hosts and I thought, okay, Europe will be easier. I think I'm worried Iran, but I received a lot of reply from Iran. Even someone like wanna host me, mm -hmm. but Europe, no one really replied <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, fuck. I thought couchsurfing is popular in in Europe. And then so most of the time, I I stay in Iran around two months. And I think more than 70% of the time I stay in local people's home and they make amazing, amazing homemade food. Like uh, they always tell me like uh, the best food is in the home. But Iranian eating is kind of interesting. Like uh, they put the food in the ground and they have a big, I don't know, plastic thing we put first and um, everyone's sitting. But the speed they eating is quite fast. <laughs> like every time, every time I cannot, I, I cannot catch it. Like I haven't finished, and everyone is already finished and trying to, you know, to clean, clean stuff. So after that, I try to make less rice on my plate. Then I was able to finish in the same time. 
So I lose seven kilograms after wow. after I leave Iran. Wow. How, how long were you in Iran? Two months. Or two two months. months. How long was the... So make us like an overview of the trip. You started in Iran, but you went from Iran to Europe. Uh, how was a little bit the trip? My, my route is complicated because I, I, I went Iran and then I go Turkey, which is reasonable. But I want to go back to Iran again. But my visa, because in the beginning I didn't stay longer, is because my visa is not able to extend more. Ah, okay. So I applied again the visa in Trabzon is it like a very east north side city the harbor city in uh, Turkey and after that I don't know why I, I seems like I find a cheap ticket so I went to German and Netherlands first I went to Netherlands and German then come back to Turkey get my visa or something because I need to wear the wear the reference number it's uh -huh. annoying because Like in Iran, you need to apply the reference number first. Then you got the number, go to the embassy to apply the visa. Uh -huh. So reference reference number can take a time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, so my route is Iran to Turkey. Then I apply the reference number. Then I find out like uh, it's not enough the time I'm in Turkey because I stay a month. But I think I, I didn't decide to go back to Iran in the beginning of Turkey. Then I fly to Netherlands, then German, then come back to Turkey to apply the visa, then go back to Iran. <laughs> In the end, I go to Spain. Uh -huh. I go to Madrid and Granada and Sevilla. Then I go to Milan to work for the 2015 Expo. In the end, then uh -huh. come back to Taiwan. Wow. Oh, you did the Camino de Santiago as well? Oh, that was It was in trip. 2016. Oh, so that was different trip. Yeah, and I didn't plan to go Camino de Santiago. Uh -huh. I was in Barcelona, and uh, I stayed four days already. And Bar I really like Barcelona, but I was thinking every day night I was thinking where I should go tomorrow. Then in one more like a uh, very tired. I'm like uh, fuck. I don't want to think where I need to go tomorrow. So why not just go Camino? Now? I don't need to think for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Then I went to the how to say Decathlon. The, the sport, Decathlon, Decathlon, yeah. Decathlon, to buy the sleeping bag, and I went to the the station to get the ticket for tomorrow because it seems like you only can, I don't know, it's complicated in Spain anyway, and I find it, and after that, it's kind of funny things happen because I want to celebrate like ah, I got a ticket, so because I usually cook by my own, and in the meal I was thinking I want a steak, I want to celebrate it. Then the, I saw on trip advisor there is one steak shop near around the, the station, and they sell tartar steak. Tartar steak, yeah. But I thought it's tartar sauce with steak, and I spent 17 euro in a shop and get the tartar meat, which I never expect because I thought it's a normal steak with tartar sauce. So in a moment, I, I saw the raw meat. I was like, oh, what the fuck? What is this? Then like I, kind of like a hamburger, no? No, no, it's totally raw. Oh, like uh, like carpaccio, no? Totally raw and with like egg things and they mix in front of me. And I was like, oh, I think they will cook later, no? No, they just <laughs> put it in front of me. <laughs> Then I called my friend and said, hey, can you help me to, to tell them or ask them, help me to put the meat to cook a bit? And then, and then my friend told the, the guy, and that guy said he tried to explain to me tartar meat is a raw one, but I thought he asked me how raw I want the meat, the steak. Mm. So the medium or the rare one. 
<laughs> so I, in the end, I got a ha- like a hamburger meat mm. with 17 euro. <laughs> wow. So I was like... Expensive hamburger, no? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow, super funny. So what's another... Tell us more music. Like we want to know you from the music side. <sighs> so another song like, I don't know, like... Uh, Out of Me. Out of You. Out of me. All, <laughs> I mean, all, all no, of no, me. No, all no, of me. The, cl- no, the, no. the jazz song. Yeah. No, no, no. I think it's the John Legend. Okay. So yeah. let's play some music from Lia. Welcome back. And we're, we're going to keep talking about the amazing journey of Lia. She's <laughs> been everywhere and she just told us like she went to this trip uh, uh, Iran and Turkey in 2015. 2015. Yeah. How long was the trip in total? Five months. Five months. Yes. And after the trip, so just to sum up, uh, Iran, Turkey, Dutchland, I mean no, Netherlands, Berlin, Netherlands, German, Germany, Spain, Italy, Spain, Italy and back to Taiwan. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Cool, five months, pretty cool. Yeah. And Come after that, know. you came back to Taiwan and you keep working? Or? Yeah, keep working. Uh-huh, and some, go, saving some money, no? Go to Japan for accommodation exchange in uh-huh. Kyoto for like two months. Uh-huh. Yes, and then try to apply back to the school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I was, um, because uh, in Taiwan, like most of people have a university degree. Uh-huh. So, it's easy, like if you just have a senior high school degree to find easy job, but like uh, I, I still got question. Like uh, people still think, why you don't keep like uh, studying? So in one in one part, I think I'm coward because I am not confident enough to say yes, I didn't study, but I have an ability. So I think in some moment I was thinking I'm tired to explain that I have enough ability so if I can just give a paper to them to let them shut up okay maybe I will do <laughs> so you just did it to shut up people <laughs> yeah, because my, my mom say my mom actually she's kind of wise but the thing she told me like you can do whatever you want but you need to fit the rule of the society first like I should say don't let the things you want because you didn't finish this university so like uh, stop you mm-hmm. like uh, even some people can do it without without degree but um, we know that is very few people know so like uh, do the things you won't regret and I think I might regret because I, I, I find during the process I find a job I got a lot of caution and like uh, I know if I need to f- keep be cautioning for the next 10 years I will regret why I didn't finish mm. the university and and in that moment I already know I like photography and I like indigenous culture and luckily my school have this how say this part so like I applied for this college so mm-hmm. that's why I come oh. back so the thing that made that make made you choose this degree was in part photography yeah yeah mm-hmm. like so a, you learned the photography when you went to Iran or before that you already had some contact with photography or no 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 I, I do it by my own like mm-hmm. I saw some video on YouTube you can learn everything on YouTube and also yeah basically that's everything I, I try to know how to edit the film mm-hmm. also by YouTube 
Yes. W when did you start learning photography? 2015. Before going Iran, I got so, my first camera. So you got your camera like, I'm going on a trip, I need to learn how to use it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and like, uh, if your camera looks kind of professional, but the things you take is kind of shit, you feel kind of shame. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, because lots of people like to complain like uh, their photo is not good it's because the camera is not good but sometimes i don't know it's a bit mean but like when you see someone who have a super good camera but take something not good then you feel like ah okay it's the people's problem it's not the camera's problem yeah yeah i've seen some people with like massive cameras like <laughs> like thousands of euros and they are like just like putting in automatic mode it's like yeah. oh man, what are you doing <laughs> yeah and i think most of the people don't really completely use one camera like uh, my camera i use five years then this year i start to feel a bit limited like uh, they cannot do the thing i want but i mean before that point like uh, if i think i am not taking good I don't complain to camera because mm. I know it's my problem because my view, my angle, my the things I can control, but I didn't control it. Mm -hmm. But like now, I know I already try to control, but they cannot match what I want. So maybe it's time for me to change to next level. Which uh, just so maybe people know if they because there is now many people with the DSLR camera. So which mm. which, cam which camera you have? Canon 70D. Canon 70D. That yeah. one is pretty good, actually. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think if I get another one, I don't think I will, I will like assault it. It's my first love. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. So you came back from the trip in Europe. You kept working, applied for university. You, yeah. Did you get the same job or different job? Different or? job because the the coffee shop failed. Oh, the coffee shop. Closed. You, you, you have to find a new one. <laughs> yeah. So what did you work at the time? Ah, a lot. I, I sell the whiskey. Okay. <laughs> the, the best whiskey brand from Taiwan, which is called Gavalan. And uh, also, like, I went to the, like, a shipping company. But I work from, like, a 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wow. Because, like, uh, it's double paid in the midnight. So... Hardcore stuff. Yes. Also, <laughs> I pick, like, a, to be, like, a... It's not manager, but, like, a... The it's not hotel. I don't know how to say like a, you, you can make your home like Airbnb. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I have a friend before in Palin and she have like a five room and she give me to manage it. Uh -huh. so, so I have a work there for a while. Oh, cool! Mm. Wow. And then you save some money and off you go. And then I go Spain. Spain, <laughs> Spain again. Yeah, but I, I went Camino and after that I went. So this is, uh, just to clarify, in 2016? Yes. So first trip 2015, second trip 2016. Yes, and <laughs> I went to where? I went to Rome. Rome. And uh, England and Ireland. Yes. But most of the time in Spain. In Spain? Yes, for walking. <laughs> oh, walking and Camino and a bit of like Euro trip. <laughs> yeah. And then 2017, I think it's more special because Last year, mm -hmm. I was in Central Asia and West part of China, and. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. So mm -hmm. after that trip in Europe, you came back again to study. Taiwan. <laughs> study my first semester. Study first semester. You did one, one, two semesters. Like oh, a before week. you go again on trip or. No, no, no. Like uh, the semester start from uh, September of 2016. Mm -hmm. So that trip is happened before September. Uh huh. Yes. But how, like, how long was the trip? 
It's three months something. Three months, and then you come back, start university. Yes, and, and then, like uh, 2017, because I'm preparing my graduation project, mm -hmm. and in the beginning I wanna do the traditional wedding. But I, I still want to do it. I will keep doing but I didn't put in my graduation project because it's so hard to finish in the deadline. <laughs> Not too much people get married in the moment around me. Yeah. yeah. Or they already married or already have a children. So um, I'm lucky enough to, to find a tra very traditional wedding in Kyrgyzstan. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was in a very rural area. Like uh, I already in a small town. And I need to cross like a two river by car, like one hour driving to arrive the the village. And uh, they kill the horse and the, how's it, the, the sheep. The by, goat. The goat by their own. And uh, so it's like a three days and I almost no sleep for three days. <laughs> And after that, I kind of like a shut down, like a, no battery at all. And I <laughs> sleep four days in, uh, in, in the capital. Wow. Yes. But it's quite fun because um, I think the, the, the things about traditional wedding in the worldwide is they look very different. But the basic thing is very similar. Like uh, they kill the animal. Like, okay, in Kyrgyzstan, they kill horse and uh, goat. Tajikistan also killed a goat. And in Taiwan, in Bunun's tribe, indigenous tribe, they killed a pig. So there is something animal will be killed usually. Yeah. Uh, yes. I guess that like uh, food and probably drinks, it's kind of the, the main mm. point you know, of these traditional weddings. Yeah, and like uh, because in traditional wedding, people treat it like uh, one time in the life, whole mm -hmm. life. So like every family will come and not just eating and like people try to share the duty for responsible for different part. And so so it's interesting to see how different it could be. Like the dress is different, maybe the religion is different, the meat they eat is different. But the process or like uh, how much they care about this ceremony or the heart is kind of similar. Mm -hmm. So like uh, because in Kyrgyzstan, I met the girl before, before I go to that wedding. And she told me, hey, this weekend we are going to my sister's birthday party. Do you want to go with me? And I said, yes. Even <laughs> it <course>. just, <laughs> yeah. And even just like a one hour far from the Bishkek, this girl, after she got married, she only go back to her home. She never be, go back to her home. So like her parent, after one year, not see her. So like uh, the wedding I, I went to record in Kyrgyzstan that girl need to take uh, like a five or six hours car to another city in the other side of the country so imagine like um, she kind of might not able to have a chance to back here maybe three or five years and when is the next time to see her parents you don't know yeah so like uh, you see the tear you see how proud the uh, parents like are happy for their children but you also see how sad that those distance things yeah because taiwan is very tiny so i never feel that before yeah. wow yeah. shocking things of course every time you travel everything is shocking no? yeah <laughs> and it's funny because um I, I i went to the bright side like two days before wedding 
and the groom should he come like a kind to say hello to everyone to this family go to every her family and um, he also bring a photographer which he paid I have no paid I mean and then when when that guy get off the car he have a drone like a drone a, a oh. drone I'm like a, I was thinking fuck like he have a better equipment much better equipment than me so what I I, I can I can I think I can how say I don't need to take photo anymore but I find it's wrong because uh, for people in Kyrgyzstan or Central Asia I find it's kind of same like uh, when they take picture it's like uh, the picture for a passport it's like uh, no smile and very straight <laughs> off the back <laughs> but like uh, because the bride's dead he don't see me as a photographer <laughs> he see me as like a, her daughter's friend or like a, a foreigner uh-huh. so it's interesting because they know I'm recording so every time they want to kill the things they ask me to take a photo or like uh, every time they want to make a joke or just they see me and they ask me to take a photo but it's smiling so I was really happy because to see the local photographer things is okay everyone is very serious but like when I open my camera like inside is everyone is laughing and uh, the crazy, you know, like not the formal part. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. this this picture is not that important. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So they don't think they will print it, so <laughs> no pressure. Wow. Yeah, but it's the it's the the things I like. Like, I feel like uh, we we don't really have a wall between between camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you find out about this uh, wedding in Kyrgyzstan? It's interesting. Like, uh, I I find I type the how to say hash, hashtag hashtag yeah like a wedding or Kyrgyzstan and I try to find several shop which sell the wedding dress uh, especially traditional one or something then I try to contact them but no one replying <laughs> <laughs> then I find there is an organization called CBT it's like a they are cooperate with a local farmer uh-huh. so like a, the money they charge they give it's like a fair trade they give high percentage back to the farmer not like how say they take a lot of money but give them a little mm-hmm. then I find them and I think okay they have a good good conception maybe they were interesting in my my idea so I also write to them and I say hey I'm blah 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 and I'm collect the traditional wedding and do you know any because they are cooperative farmer no? so it's easier to find traditional wedding with this group of people yeah, yeah, yeah. so I said do you know anyone who is going to get married between when to when and uh, I'm really interesting to go and uh, like is it possible to pass me some information I can contact them by my own and they try to help me to find this girl so wow yeah so cool <laughs> yeah like I never imagined I will able to find them like uh, just just an idea and I find on Instagram and I saw them a lot of times so okay contact them wow just for the records Lilia has amazing pictures of all these trips especially the last one no I think the Kyrgyzstan I've seen most of the pictures from the wedding and uh, yeah that's the ones you have in the exposition no exhibition is more Xinjiang and Tibet and Tibet okay we talk about that a little bit later but uh, I'll again. I'll put the I'll put the her Facebook and her Instagram in the Facebook page, so you can check it and uh, check the amazing pictures she took from all, all her trips. And uh, now let's listen a bit more music.
Give us some grooves. Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay. Scientist. 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 Ooh, great song. <laughs> okay, we're back here uh, in the program Nomad Lives. And yeah, we were talking with Lydia. She's playing us a little bit about her trips, and uh, she's also doing a project for personal project or university or both personal, <laughs> personal project with the weddings uh, pretty cool stories and well, you, you've kept traveling after that no? yes and I went to China mm -hmm. from land border uh -huh. which is very annoying because too much checkpoint and mm. I open everything and uh, the custom he don't speak English so luckily I'm with four or five foreigner people I help them to translate or I think it will be kind of how say in trouble because some of them do have a bring something trouble like a lonely planet and because the first page of lonely planet is Taiwan and China's different color so they just take it off <laughs> but I mean that guy he he's from France and uh, he also have a uh, one book which is uh, right in Arabic Oh. But it's a it's a children's book because he is a teacher, but they just throw it away, wow. and they open every clothes and uh, check your camera, your cell phone, and your computer, those kind of things. So like uh, you need to be aware before you passing there. I didn't know it's kind of this kind of strict. Wow. But because I help them to translate, so they don't check me that much. <laughs> but I think I'm the person who have more suspicious than other. Yeah. Yeah, and also I met a, a couple who are from Slovenia, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, they are going to Tibet, but they don't dare to say in a border because it's kind of sensitive. But like a uh, Tibet, even me, I we need to go by group. We cannot go individual trip. So I went to. Xinjiang and Tibet autonomous area like uh, it's not it's outside of Tibet but you don't need improvement you can I can kind of move freely there mm -hmm. mm. and you told me what you have beautiful pictures from that area too and yeah. then you told me there's also some parts like it, not even like mm, like I Chinese people eat. no uh -huh. Chinese people or no one like you need to go with local no like no 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 it's <laughs> It's a place um, have a lot of house for monk, mm -hmm. very very famous, but too much house, too much people. So the government find a way to this kind of they say they want to make sure it's safe. So they try to build a way bigger, which make if their fire happen, mm -hmm. they don't burn the house. And that place coastal da, but I cannot in actually because. Um, it's a bit sensitive for Taiwanese people because um, sometimes China see us as a foreigner, sometimes they see we are part of them. But in that place, only allow the Chinese ID card can get in. So I can. So, so people from China, let's say Harbin, they can go in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I cannot. And uh, because I am with two of Tibet friends, which I met on the road. Uh -huh. But uh, you know, Tibet is. Uh, I say Buddhism, mm -hmm. Tibetan Buddhism, and so in their belief, there is a life Buddha. So there is one guy uh, inside. They want to meet a lot because he only be that area maybe like uh, one month in a whole year. And he's like uh, someone very respectful. And but I cannot cross there. And I was thinking, okay, 
the checkpoint is called Ongda. So I was thinking, okay, you go and come back maybe just one day. I, I can wait you here. But two of them think it's not safe to put me there directly. So they think a way which is not that safe is put me in the backside of the, the car. Uh-huh. So they hide me in the backside. I was like a kidnap, something like this, and cannot make any noise. And because two of them is Tibetan, so, so they don't check him, really. But I was really afraid because um, if, if they find me, I think I would just be kicked out of China. It's, it's not a problem for me, actually, but I was worried about them because yeah. I think they would get serious punish. For, for bringing people outside from China. But the reason why they don't say, allow the foreigner to go is because they are destroying the place and they are rebuilding the modern things like modern building things of course they have a lot of way to explain it but they changed the there is one college for like a buddhism and knowledge stuff like mm-hmm. a, the tradition the book and it's like a bible of the christian mm-hmm. they, but they have a lot but for buddhists no yes and but they changed the the say the captain to the people from the party the political oh, party okay. so it's kind of obvious now like uh, they are not only want to rebuild this place and they bring more and more tourists here because here will not that pure not only for religion so the power of tibetan gathering will be less mm. so that is the way it's like breaking the joints no like breaking the How, how what's the name of this the, the connect the connection yeah trying to put them apart a little bit so they are not that strong no? yeah because i think china is afraid of the place where people gathering so once that place is too much they will find a, a way to 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 say hey we are going to here then you should split and blah 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 but uh, the things i feel more sad is in xinjiang like of course i know what happened something some revolution happened before and of course some Han group people die but I think the Xinjiang's people nowadays like the Urgu Urgu people uh-huh. nowadays kind of without dignity like uh, for example if I'm the, the guy who sell the lamp the how say the this stick. is in the Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Just like to make a map of where we are in China. China is very big, so Xinjiang is China, the, the most west side. In the west side, so this is close to Kyrgyz, Kyrgyz and Tajik. Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But like a so Ulum- Ulumuchi? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ulumuchi, Ulumuchi okay. is the capital of of this capital, area. No? I think this area also wants to become independent. No? Yes. Okay. But I mean, I know they did bad thing before, but I mean. Nowadays, the treatment of them is kind of, I don't think it's fair because, for example, I, I'm the, the chef of the restaurant. I need to cut the things, but the knife is connected with the table. You cannot take it everywhere. And you need to readjust when you buy the knife to say, ah, oh, this is for the restaurant. Then you were only able to use the knife in that table. Wow. You cannot even move it to the kitchen or somewhere. And then also, So, so you know, Xinjiang is famous for watermelon. So sometimes people don't help us to cut watermelon because they don't want to be say they have a knife with them. 
So how do they eat the watermelon? Do they they ask the other shop or like just break it or something, uh-huh. or they need to reduce it is annoying. And also every family that the things what I heard is every family in like a Kashgar, the South Xinjiang, every family need to at least have a one police, one people to be police, even girl. So you see thousands of police on the street, and like once something happened like they're connected they punish with like a, I connect like a, if you make a you make something wrong I need to accept the punish with you together because I'm your family wow. so you will try to make your family don't do a bad thing no uh-huh, uh-huh. or the bad thing for the government yeah, yeah, yeah. so that thing is quite sad like uh, to see people like a whole whole cities full of police and like this so it's super control and super strict there. Yeah, wow. and everywhere is security check. Mm-hmm. Mm. So before into the city, you need to use the for them is ID card. For me, it's the special thing for me, and you need to scan it. And they also the eyes they will check is mm-hmm. you, then you can pass it. And they check not only check the backside of the 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 car, they also check the inching, the the in front. Mm-hmm. Of the car everywhere, <laughs> so, but also they treat hangry people not so strict, but check Urugu people very strictly. So I, I was feel sad in Xinjiang because I feel some part of the culture stuff was be destroyed. Like, uh, can I have a beer? Oh really? Oh, and also like uh, need to. Will they will they make me shave if I go there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But like uh, need to sing the national song every day, and uh, some people try to eat in front of people during the Ramadan. So because these people is more like Middle East. Uh, they they're Muslim. Muslim. Yeah, um, but like, I mo- mean, yeah, mo- more like uh, so they are pretty similar to. Tajikistan, Afghanistan, all these countries, not like like yeah. Muslim and like more like desertic area, no, like. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, the 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 things I I feel they are how to say. They're not. A, how to say? Of course, maybe bomb attack or something is not the right things, but the basic dignity yeah. of living. Yeah, of course. That's yes, and also like um. I, I quite respect if I go to the Muslim place in Ramadan, I will never eat in front of them. Even I want to eat, I will go secret place. But the government is kind of encourage more and more people, immigrant to there, to kind of like, uh, how to say, if this area is not only one group, then they might, the, the power will less strong. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like kind of, um, yeah, I know what you mean, like, put more people like uh, mm-hmm. bring people there so they kind of Maze easier to control the yeah. area and all this stuff yeah oh. like uh, Taiwan's government before also using the same way <laughs> every yeah. everywhere is kind of same like a uh, Taiwan was big colonial by Japan and so nowadays like in a lot of tribe you, if you see el- very elder people they know the own language indigenous language 
and the Japanese. Yeah, I met a woman the other day, yeah. the grandmother of uh, Dolly, uh, uh -huh. my, my friend from Gaoshan. Yeah. And I was talking to her in Japanese because... <laughs> she <laughs> knows Japanese? Bit, yeah, she knows Japanese and, uh, and Taiwanese. Yeah. yeah, and a yeah. little bit of, uh, but she doesn't know that much um, Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah. yeah. So Mandarin is like a new thing, no? Like a yeah, it's yeah. So like, uh, but Japanese, they they actually um, things have two sides. Like, uh, they make a lot of tribe how say move to the how say mountain to the land side because easier to control. So a lot of traditional change or like uh, some of the festival for be forbidden because they think this is not how say civilized is not how say more than enough for yeah, this yeah, too yeah. old traditional yeah, not not developed like uh, the the doctor in the past in the tribe they have a special way to talk to the god and uh, so this that kind of things be forbidden and but Japanese they do record a lot of things of indigenous culture so like a uh, lot of my professor like uh, they read a uh, Japanese book to know more detail of the Taiwan's how say long time ago the indigenous culture yeah. because so China really erased all of that like they came as far as I heard like they forced people to learn Mandarin and you know like in the school no and then but Japanese also forced people to learn Japanese but they like Japanese people also like encourage people to study Taiwanese or not? No. Same, same. same yeah, thing. and like in Japanese uh, colonial time, like uh, all Taiwanese or indigenous children only allowed, if you want to go higher education, only allowed to be a doctor or a teacher. Mm. Like they will never let you know law. Okay. Or those kind of like yeah. a mind stuff will will yeah. against control population. <laughs> but like a, it's kind of how to say shame. Like a long time ago, you see how other people colonial one place and it failed. But nowadays, those governments still colonial other place and using the same way. Yeah. So the history is same. <laughs> Basically, yeah. same like a traditional where thing. Every place is same. Yeah. And I think it's kind of repeating now, but like different. We don't realize because we are inside. But yeah. like I think in a few years we will be like, oh wow, like yeah. this this really happened. Yeah. yeah. So that's why in World Cup I support more <laughs> the country who are not <laughs> usually there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, now we are in the World Cup. Which country are you supporting? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Well, Mexico is a pretty pretty big and also like a country and like they're pretty good. So. And also Spain, mm -hmm. and uh, I hope you better do it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, because I will be in Spain. And uh, also, I also support Japan because I was in Japan. And uh, but I think if they can go top eight, it will be good enough. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think Japan has a good team this year. Yeah. yeah they were two-two, no, last night, mm. no, 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 the day before. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Spain also like two-two. Yeah. We we qualified. That's the important thing. And Belgium also nice. Croatia also very strong. So mm -hmm. hope everything go well. <laughs> yeah, I hope too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think in Spain there's this uh, myth like if Spain goes over like quarter final. Uh. It's kind of like okay, you know, we, we can go, but but like before many, that, many times we in quarter final we die. You know, so 
Then hopefully we go over quarterfinals. I really want to see the football game in Spain, like uh, the Barcelona and uh -huh. the Madrid. Well, you have the chance, you know. You are going to. Well, I, by the way, like Lilla is going to Spain in September. No? Yes. Well, you're going to India too, no? No, I go in India in July and August, but. So go to spend like keep traveling mood, yeah. <laughs> non-stopping. Yeah. So July and August you will go to India and then Spain mm -hmm. to study. No, you have a change program. Your last course, yes. your last classes there in Jaén. In Jaén, Andalusia, pretty good, yes. pretty good place. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna listen some more music. Um, uh, do you have any? Ah, one more. Okay, you told me you like uh, Besame Mucho. Yeah. <laughs> I really like a version. I don't know if it's uh, we can find it, but like we play, we'll try to find that version. Okay. Yeah. Well, amazing story from Lilla, and uh, I really want you to to encourage people to help uh, other people, um, especially like. Uh, female travelers <laughs> like women sometimes are more scared yeah. or like have more like a, um, preconception or like more oppressed by society or I don't know how to explain it yeah give us your tips or like advice your vision okay I, I think the first things you need to do is uh, maybe not completely uh, how say believe the news because uh, most of time it's just a corner but because the news world thing is all about this country for example I'm going to India and everyone is telling me about rape and I was in Iran and um, so before I go people is worried about me and uh, even a local girl of course I met something kind of dangerous but I think like uh, if you can learn how to protect yourself and uh, don't let other people to know you are alone or like how weak you are then you are also like a kind of protect yourself I don't really know how to say but uh, I mean we mm, girls also have a lot of advantage because for example when I was in Iran I'm really happy I'm a girl like uh, the place I like most is in toilet because I can see the girl take out of the hijab uh -huh. so I can see that one like they have a hijab and without hijab but if I'm the guy, I cannot see this part. Mm -hmm. And as a photographer, like in a wedding, the, the bride usually is not that, how say, feel nervous in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I think actually, maybe we are grow and we have a lot of soft power. Like I don't want to distinguish the things between gender, but I think like uh, don't just see the part we don't have, try to see more the part we have and try to be careful and be aware the situation then you can travel safely mm -hmm. wow it's, um, I think everyone I've met many women travelers around the, the world and I never heard too much bad stories some of them of course have like maybe some bad experience mm -hmm. uh, did you have any bad experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a lot a lot but I mean like I have a hitchhike in Japan mm -hmm. And I met some pervers, like a 12 car, I met three, and two of them are already on car. I also met like a private taxi guy who want to rape me in Iran. And so, I mean, um, I didn't to focus on the 
bad story because I don't want to ask the news to just tell people the bad things. But I mean, like uh, <laughs> even the place you think the most safe place, like Japan. For most of Taiwanese will say Japan is the safe safe place in the world or something. But like you still can meet the bad guy. Yeah, I think the people is everywhere. Yeah, but I met a lot of good people in Japan. Also, a lot of good people in Iran. So, I mean, for me, they are not that different. I mean, like they have a every place have a good people and bad people. So, I think like uh, the first things we need to how to delete in our mind is the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Then try to know the. How to respect local culture? Because I think lots of people who have some trouble sometimes it's because they don't respect the things here. Yeah, that's true. So I think that is the things we should do before. Yes. And how do you uh, act in this situation? Like you said, like you have like maybe hitchhiking and then you <laughs> got like some perverts. And uh, how do you? I I. Speak Mandarin crazily, like uh, keep talking, keep talking, and he think I was crazy, and I was kind of angry, and I talking like a, in very how to say aggressive voice, uh-huh. and I didn't hit him or anything, but because I'm still on his car, I, I'm also worried, but he don't know what I'm talking because I'm speaking Mandarin and my Japanese is very poor, so he started get scared because I was like a. a Like a like a crazy girl, and uh, he think he cannot handle me or something, and maybe in some part he think I I look strong, mm-hmm. so <laughs> maybe he will be kicked by me. So, but Japanese is very polite, so <laughs> because he wanna bring me to hotel or motel a lot of time in the middle of where keep asking me, mm-hmm. and but anyway he got scared, and <laughs> then so I just he just. Like put me in Seven Eleven, say ah sorry, I suddenly have something need to do, and I think here is good for you to hitchhike next car. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, but there is something. I, yeah, but luckily something I did before is like uh, be- because when people stop the car, you can choose. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's not because they stop the car that you don't choose. So sometimes I don't ride the destination. Like I feel this person is weird. Uh-huh. Then I say, "Ah, sorry, I stand on the wrong side. I, I, I'm going to other place, but I don't know." Okay, so yeah. And the other thing is, I remember the car number. So usually, I, I sometimes I send the car number to my friend, the very good friend, because sometimes my parents don't know I hitchhike. So, but at least they have some clue to check. Or sometimes you can even like.、Uh, Pretending to want to have a selfie with him. Yeah, yeah, I heard some some stories like yeah, like then, taking pictures with them and they ah said it to my friends. Yeah,、so、yeah, yeah, like ah, I'm so happy. Like I got a car away for so long, and、uh, I want to tell them like I'm on a car. Then they don't dare to do too much things if they know these things have other people to know.、Uh-huh. But like、uh, the thing I think I should prepare is a paper spread. Because I never prepare it, and I think I should learn some skill like to hit other people's throat. If really something happened, I can escape. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes.、Yeah. Hopefully, you don't have to get. Yeah, to that, to I that hope、point. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, amazing! Super strong woman, as I said before. It's、uh, amazing the story here. And、uh, what other tips can you give people about like? Like traveling, like how to save, how to focus, or how to break with the routine of like the society. You know, like you need to finish to university, find a job, or like how to break that that model. You mean a stereotype? Yeah, the stereotype. 
society or like you know mm. I, I think first thing you need to aware what is stereotype mm -hmm. like you need to know the the things you are thinking now is because what or is someone give you for example i think like a on politic lots of children follow their parents or like a religion so i didn't mean it's bad but i mean like a, it's good when you have a, someone to bring me in this area mm -hmm. but you need to think like you know these things more not just believe you need to think is this is the things i want if i know the other things and will I still choose this one or I just like stick on this one and never want to realize the other one for example I think religion is quite like this and also politic like um, uh, politic is I, because I'm more focused on the people than the party mm -hmm. so for me this issue is not that big but for some of the family because in Taiwan is the south and north is have a different pretending party Uh -huh. So maybe for some family they are like a sticking mind like okay I need to choose the green one I need to choose the blue one no matter how good or how bad it did but they never care about what what they do yes. so I think like the first things you need to aware so why I support these people is because my family give me this conception or it's because I realize and I choose it mm. yeah I will also recommend like in my experience if you have like a this dream or desire like many friends of mine uh, told me like oh I'm so yellow so it's like I think everyone can do this like everyone can go on a trip for like a long time or not long time it depends on the person sometimes people like go to like to go only like six months or three months you know it really depends on the person but everyone can do this so yeah and also I think like uh I have a dream is like I want to have a hostel and make my children to grow inside because I think he can not only he I mean he can be she but I mean can has no different people from different culture background mm -hmm. but I do believe like uh, once you have a friend from maybe Philippines then you will start to care about the things happening in Philippines yeah that's so, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like uh, you have a friend there then you start to care about things there because I don't know about in Spain but in Taiwan our news only care about Europe and the USA then maybe Japan Korea China that's all yeah. they never care about Africa and some people think Africa as a country yeah, yeah. so I was thinking like uh, if I, I know I'm lucky enough have a chance to go out to see more people so that's why I got the chance to how say to reflect the things I have but how about the people who never have a chance to go out And also, like, even I'm Taiwanese, and I don't know that much about indigenous culture before because my my textbook just tell me, okay, Amis have harvest festival. They never told me like uh, they have a different status by age, and uh, what is important for them, and what is the things forbidden in a tribe. So these kind of things I know when I really meet those people. I think it's very important to meet other people and other cultures, mm. cultures or other religion. Mm. It's totally like a nice experience, and I think you kind of get addicted. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow! Amazing! Amazing! Um, uh, 
what else I was going to say? I forgot. <laughs> we are going to end. <laughs> well, give me, give me some. Now we are, we are here improvising. So welcome to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are all well, welcome. We are, we are the only like uh, there is not too much place. Have uh, the you can take a train to around the whole island. You can go to the mountain side and ocean side in such a short distance. We have a good surfing spot, mm -hmm. and uh, if you like climbing, we also have a lot of good mountain. And we have a awesome food, the best food in the world, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good food, I have yeah. to say. And the surfing, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and hitchhiking also easy yeah. in Taiwan, and uh, people is nice. And uh, try to learn several Taiwanese, it will help. <laughs> because people think you are trying to learn. I think I think sometimes the the things I think I have a chance to more close to local people is because I try to learn something local, like in Iran, like uh, because not too much foreigner and even have a foreigner not too much people speak Persian. So once you can speak one or two sentences, they feel like ah you know my culture or you want to know more. Mm -hmm. So that things can make people want to tell you more. Yeah, yeah, totally that that makes a difference for yeah. sure like I always try in every country I go to learn a little bit like the local language like in Cambodia in yeah. Laos in every country I try I have my small notebook and I like, <laughs> so what you are going to teach me like uh, what is the things I can get closer with uh, Spanish people <laughs> you get closer with Spanish people of course like the, the cheering uh. we say like uh, when you say cheers we uh. say like quien no apoya no folla Quien no apoya folla. Quien no apoya. Quien no apoya. No. No. Folla. Folla. Which means like doesn't put down the glass, doesn't fuck. <laughs> very important thing. <laughs> so, so like uh, if you say these people will think you are, you know a bit of Sven. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a for sure you already know like the two most important things in Spain is like fiesta yeah. and siesta. Siesta. Siesta is the sleep. nap time. Okay. Sleep time after after Party. lunch. Ah, okay. After lunch. So from from two or three to five. Yeah. It's like kind of like most of the shops are closed because it's like lunch time <laughs> and sleeping time. We are so jealous about this because Taiwanese work crazily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taiwan our working system it's it's yeah. insane. Yeah. You only get like seven days of holidays in the first year. Yes, wow. legally. And sometimes you cannot use it one time. If like you're using it one time, the boss will tell you, if you like a holiday so much, then you just go your holiday and never come back. <laughs> wow, so, so strict. Yeah. In Asia, like some countries are like that, like Japan and mm. South Korea as well. It's like crazy yeah. work, work, work stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit sad like uh, to see like you work so much and your salary is still so so and your 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 life is not that qualified qualified mm -hmm. so you feel a bit sad like why people can do less things have a higher salary and when i was in camino i asked so many people like you quit your job to to walk this way or like you keep your job and some lots of people from spain or like the other place just tell me i have a six week per year I don't need to quit my job yeah. I was like oh my god I hope this can happen in Taiwan one day <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some countries like in Spain we have like I think 30 days legally 30 days 30 days yeah, one month including a holiday 
uh, apart from the holidays. Okay. Like national holidays. Um, but in France, I was talking yesterday with a guy, and they have like 45. They have like 15 days more. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so uh, nice. Well, any any advice for the podcast? Or you are like a radio master already after no, no, all no, no, these no. <laughs> times? So. No, I, I think the most important thing is like uh, don't follow the paper okay I think I'm doing that pretty good yeah. <laughs> because I, I really don't like like uh, to f to feel like a uh, reading mm. someone is like yeah like. yeah just say the things on the paper and the other thing is because I we, we know each other before no so you know what I have before I know what you have before so like we have a understand each other before i think this is also important the rest just let the just go on yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. thank you very much lydia for teaching me like the radio <laughs> world and uh, for let me having you as a guest now it's my pleasure <laughs> and uh, for you on the other side of the speaker uh, i will be posting many information from lydia in the Facebook page, some um, her Facebook and Instagram. What's your Instagram? Leah is Leah. <laughs> Leah is Leah. Yeah. So yeah, you you will be able to find it there. And uh, please uh, check her photography work. It's amazing. If you are around Taiwan, don't miss the chance to go to her exposition, which finish in July 15. <laughs> July 15. So you still have like. 15 days and a little bit more to to come and check it out and the place is so cool so don't forget either to take a nice uh, omochi omochi ah yeah saomashu saomashu yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, save ice with uh, with some rice sticky rice thing yeah no? it's made by sticky rice <laughs> mm. well thank you very much to all of you to all of you in the other side yeah and hopefully see you in the next episode of nomad lives Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How do you say bye-bye in uh, Taiwanese? Bye-bye. I'll go on the other way. Zaijian. 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 Oh, same in Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, that's... Uh, Taiwanese? Zaihui. 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 Bye-bye. Adios.